Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast, where we will help you discover where you fit into the analytics marketplace, what skills you should build, and how to land your analytics dream job. I'm John David, analytics agency owner and educator. And I'm Elizabeth Illig, a private career coach and higher education professional. In this podcast, we will not only help you land your next analytics job, but we will give you the tools and strategies to level up your career. Hey guys, welcome back. We're going to continue with the theme of networking, and I'm going to be chatting with my really good friend, Jasmine O'Connell. So Jasmine, I'll just let you introduce yourself. I'm Jasmine O'Connell. Uh, I'm an analytics leader in the healthcare space, and I'm just really excited to be here with you today. Cool. So this is a really timely interview because you are currently hiring. I am. And I've actually connected you with one of the students that have kind of come into my orbit. You have. Yeah, one of the things that I did when I realized I had an open position was reach out to you to see if you knew anyone that might be a good fit. Yeah, so I think that let's kind of circle back to networking in that this person didn't meet you directly. They, they met me who, you know, I'm kind of in a position of leadership in, you know, Greensboro being the Tableau leader. And I kind of wanted to emphasize that being in this position of kind of leadership, I have both hiring managers and students reaching out to me. So how did... How did you go about hiring in the past? So it's always a challenge hiring people in the analytics space. And there's a number of different ways that I find people to um, fill our position. So a big way that we find people is through the people that are already working in our department. So we, um, the people that are already there, we ask, do you know someone? And that ends up being a lot of times an exercise in not poaching, but looking for people <laughs> who maybe are looking for a new opportunity at places where our current employees have worked in the past. Um, and encouraging those people to, to come on board or apply for the position. So we've done a lot of that. Um, and that's one uh, approach. As sometimes that well can dry up a little bit, um, or our current employees' networks, uh, no one's looking for a new job, then you sort of have to expand out from there. That's where I think it's really important for people who are hiring managers to have networks that expand beyond just people that they've worked with in the past. I think that's why my relationship with you is valuable. We haven't worked together professionally, but we know each other and I know that you have a lot of contacts in the analytics space in our area. So I'm able to reach out to you, point you toward the position and see if you know anyone who might be looking for that kind of a role. Yeah. So what is the role of Indeed? Are you actually using that interface to, to hire people directly, or is that kind of just almost like a necessary evil? I mean, we do use it. So people do apply for, for jobs through it, and we'll absolutely look at those applications. 
I think there's a lot of value in having someone brought to you through someone you know. It's sort of an extra, you know, assurance that they are who they say they are and the skills that they're claiming to have are real. Um, We absolutely look at resumes that come through Indeed. So if you see a position that looks appealing to you on Indeed, apply for it. Don't not apply. Um, But it's definitely not the only way that we receive applicants and look at applicants. So I would say it's one of many approaches that we take. So if, if you were advising, let me see if I can kind of sum this up. So okay. if, if you were advising someone looking to get, you know, either their first analytics job or maybe level up to, you know, kind of something more than an entry level, a good strategy would be to apply to all the relevant jobs on Indeed, but a way to kind of fast track themselves and get jumped to the top of the line would be to go to networking events and meet people who are actually doing something kind of in that space. Yeah, absolutely. Find find the events in your area and attend those and meet people. And I think there's really no downside to doing that. You know, you are not necessarily going to attend an event and get a job that night, right? But you'll meet other people. You'll almost certainly learn something from the program that they're hosting at that event. And... Um, those contacts can be useful for a variety of things throughout your career. Yeah, interesting. So I think you weren't at the last Tableau user group, but we actually hosted, I think in Q1 or maybe Q2, um, a panel on how to get an analytics job. You Mm -hmm. actually sat in on that. I did, (laughs) yes. So that's a great way. I mean, I'm not sure how often user groups are doing that, but if you ever see an opportunity like that, I mean, we had four different hiring managers, so you got to actually sit in the audience and ask them insightful questions. Mm-hmm. So let's walk through the current situation that you're in right now. So what is the position that you're hiring? So I'm hiring for an analyst, just um, like a mid-level, sort of mid-career analyst to do um, data analysis work. So we're looking for sort of someone who can do end-to-end data analytics work. The way our department is structured, we don't have um, like project managers, we don't have business analysts. So the data analysts really do all of the requirements gathering. They do a lot of the data sourcing and cleaning as well as building reports, providing the analyses back to the end users. They really do everything from soup to nuts. So we're looking for someone who can really take all of that work on and and do the whole thing. Awesome. So yeah, currently most of the contacts that I have are students looking for entry-level jobs. But you reached out to me about that role, and then I tagged you in a LinkedIn post about the position you're looking for. And I had someone reach out to me from Atlanta who is pretty much an ideal candidate. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to think about networking as just in person. So what this um, girl from Atlanta did, she searched up a business analytics job, and that post on LinkedIn came up. And then she reached out to me to kind of connect and see if she might be a good fit. And I did a little bit of vetting, like I I kind of asked her, you know, what is your experience? So she's worked as an analyst for three years, 
and is about to finish up her MBA. So she's a very, very solid candidate. So I don't want you guys to think that your network is only limited to the in-person meetings that you can have. LinkedIn is a very, very powerful tool in that space. That's a great point that sometimes we think of networking as just being with people that we personally know or we've personally met. And that doesn't have to be the case, that you can reach out to people that you haven't met before, and that's still a great way to do networking. So do you have any tips on like how to navigate networking events? So I would say that, you know, I think this is a, an interesting question. I'm a um, more of an introvert myself. Right. I, th- I yeah. feel like that's perfect <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm more of an introvert myself. And when I think about a networking event, the first thing I think is like, oh, oh no. But um, so my thoughts about that are maybe give if you feel a little bit anxious about it, maybe give yourself a goal at the networking event. I'm going to talk to three people I don't know. And then if you do that, then kind of maybe let yourself off the hook after that. Right. Go in with a goal. So that you know you're going to do that. Um, if you have business cards, bring them. I think it's helpful. It's a little bit of an icebreaker. It gives people something tangible to um, remember you by after the fact. If you don't have business cards, they're not that expensive to get made. So you could right. certainly do that. Um, kind of go in with... Uh, elevator speech so you know what you're going to tell people about yourself that eases the sort of discussions that you're having with people when you go talk to those three people or whatever your goal is particularly if you're looking for a job have that 90 second like this is who I am this is what I'm looking for in a way that isn't overly pressured and I think also try to just relax and enjoy yourself a little bit and make an effort to learn something while you're there. I think the other big thing that can be really helpful in those environments is look for what you can offer the other people that are there. Oh, that's a fantastic point. So if you go into um, networking environments, just 100% focused on what you can get out of it, Sometimes people can kind of sense that, and it's a little (laughs) off-putting. But if you're also looking for what you have to offer, that can be really welcomed by people, and that can pay dividends for you down the line. Yeah, I was actually at a networking event two weeks ago, and I got pitched quite heavily from a guy that was, like, trying to sell life insurance or something (laughs) like that. So, yeah, I mean, just a heads up, you don't want to approach a hiring manager with, like, a really heavy pitch. Mm -hmm. You want to connect to them on kind of a human basis and don't think of it as a short-term game. Like this is a longer-term game that's an iterative process. Now, I mean, how long have have I known you for? About four years now? Mm -hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. So we have seen each other multiple times. It's not like you get one shot at selling yourself to this manager. Um, I would totally reframe it and think of it as this is part of my social life. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of struggling with that myself of where does my business life and social life end? But I, I think that there's a balance there that you can strike where you're going to networking events on a regular basis. I think that also helps kind of demystify it and take some of that anxiety, that social anxiety, like out, out of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all really true. The other thing is that if you stay in an area for a while, the chances are that you're going to see the same people over and over again. I, 
I've worked in this area in healthcare IT and analytics for about 10 years, and it's what I've realized is it's all the same people, right, mm-hmm. over that time. So, you know, you really, it's not like you have one shot to meet someone and then you'll never see them again. So it's really a great idea to sort of treat it like this is the beginning of a relationship with this person. Right. And there's no need to, like, pour everything you have onto the opening of that relationship. I think that's an excellent frame. So it's, think of networking as relationship building, not I'm going to go and sell myself. So Jasmine, do you have any kind of like closing thoughts or, you know, last minute advice on how a potential, you know, new hire or student can connect with a hiring manager? One thing that I think is important for students to think about is their internships. Um, If you're coming into a technical role like analytics, if your program doesn't require it as a student, you should definitely look at doing an internship. There's a lot of opportunities for that in the analytics space, and I'd encourage you know, anyone to really take advantage of that as a student and to take that very seriously because that's an opportunity to sort of learn how jobs work, which is one of the core values of an internship. But it's also a way to connect with a hiring manager, and then that person can connect you with other people going forward. Even if that experience doesn't lead to a full-time job itself, it can become a really important part of your network going forward. Like I said before, you know, having worked in this space for many years in this area, I know a lot of other people who hire people, who've had interns, that sort of thing. So if Someone at another organization that I know reaches out to me and says, oh, I had this intern. They were really fantastic. I don't have a place for them. Do you? That carries a tremendous amount of weight with me. So I would just encourage people to take that very seriously and make the most out of those kinds of opportunities, recognizing that that is one way that you're networking as a student. That's very important. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.